Geekish Cast, episode 43, now with added Marco. I'm your host, Jeremy. I am joined this week from the planet Arrakis. we got Roy. How you doing, Roy? Hey, how's it going? Doing well. From the forest moon of Endor, we got Paul. How you doing? And from beautiful downtown Naboo City, we have Marco. Hey, pleasure to be on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Marco. This is your first time with us. Uh, why don't you give us a little quick intro to yourself? That way the listeners will know who you are and we'll have an idea who we're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, lifelong nerd uh, from all forms of life. Uh, recently, um, I was trying to get into, uh, starting my own podcast and YouTube channel. Um, I have a big, uh, Twitter following. You guys could all check me out at, uh, Isin Gaming, both on YouTube and Twitter, if you guys want to check me out there. And that's pretty much my rundown. I mean, it runs deep. I was building Lego starships of the Enterprise before I could remember. All right, guys. So what I want to talk about first, there's been a lot of... Not deep news, but a lot of news about the new Star Trek series. Uh, Nicholas Meyer has joined as a producer. Rod Roddenberry has joined as a producer. Um, so my question is, do you guys think these are legit additions, or are they stacking the jury? Stacking. That's coming from Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually I'm excited about all these additions right now, and I, I think they're going to bring a lot to this new series. Uh, that's I'm I'm excited as well, and I, I'm hoping the, these are legit additions. But it's hard not to look at like the addition of Rod Roddenberry and Nicholas Meyer and go, well, now they're just fucking putting names on it. I, yeah, but I put good names. You, that's yeah, that's. I mean, ahead, uh, I'm optimistic, and, yeah, I'm optimistic about Roddenberry, but Meyer, I'm not sure. So sure, looking at his stuff, it looks like they're just adding a fluff artist to him. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nicholas Meyer, the director of Wrath of Khan, one of the writers behind Voyage Home, and the director of uh, Undiscovered okay, Country. You're going to call that? Okay. You're going to call that fluff? Okay, I'm. I looked up a different, different. I guess I looked up a different producer then. I got the <laughs> okay. guy. Okay, um, now from now, you got the Wrath of Khan producer. Yeah, that's going to be good. Okay, now from my point of view, we're looking at a 70-year-old man. He's going to be 71 in December coming into the show. Um, you take a look at what he's done since Star Trek. His shows have been pretty much television, but they haven't been blockbuster. They haven't been movies and shows that you can really call off the top of your head saying, hey, that was absolutely stellar. I remember that. Um, he kind of faded into obscurity. Now, sure, Star Trek may be his forte, but he's kind of slipped back. Why didn't they bring him in for any of like the Voyager, Deep Space Nine, maybe even Enterprise? Well, I, I can I can get, tell you why because those shows sucked. Um, <laughs> oh, come on! Seventh season of Voyager, I think they finally got their heads out of their butt and really pulled off a stellar season. Yeah, you know, I gotta I need to go back and rewatch. Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise because they didn't click with me early on, so I just kind of wrote them off in general. I'm going to say seventh season Voyager, fourth season Enterprise. I don't know why they canceled it, but 
every show of the fourth season is the one that it's going to make or break. And, well, we all know UPN sucked. And that was part of the reason why things were going bad anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you... I liked Enterprise. I thought it was a pretty good show. No, I'm on the opposite end of that. Enterprise is the one that didn't hook me out of all of them. I only watched maybe the first season and just kind of faded away from it for some reason. It didn't, it it didn't hook me. What was that, Roy? What's that, Roy? I said, well, that's why. You know, it took a couple seasons for Nick's generation to even really take off. It was the third, fourth season before they really dug in and really got the show rolling. Yeah. So it's, it's like all of them. You know, the first two or three, it's just kind of a given. You've got to watch through the pain to, to actually start seeing some of the good stuff. Well, I think more than really give a chance. I think bringing in Roddenberry. Uh, bringing in Myers, bringing in these super names, a lot of it is just to hook people in saying, hey, we've got the power punchers and this is going to be good because it's going to be good. We want you to buy into our CBS pay network. Now, that's what I'm worried about is the CBS pay network. That's why I'm seeing them bringing in the big names is because it's going to be the hook to get people to buy into that. Now, what I'm hoping is, is because they're bringing in Myers, it's going to be more of a cinematic feel to uh, to the new show, which is really what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would hope, you know, they haven't really said yet. I know they keep throwing around the words like reboot, but I they haven't even said yet if this is going to be part of the original Star Trek universe or if it's going to be brand new. The only thing um, I've heard is it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the, 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 new, the new movies coming out. That's right. Everything else is so tight lipped on this. I'm actually really surprised. There's very little details leaking out on this. You know, from a financial point of view, I think it would be smarter for them to just do the old series like it looked in the 60s, where they went down to the cafeteria and spray painted coffee cup lids and glued them to the wall. (laughs) And because that's what it appealed from even like from nowadays, when we look at things, those of us who do the 3D arts, we take any trinket, throw it on the wall, color it. And it, nobody questions it. Well, yeah, but television in the 60s was very different. And Star Trek itself, it, that, it was a minimalist. But, Look at the episode The Empath. They just had a black stage. But why do we need to have everything defined in the series? Why do we have to know what everything in the background is? Oh, we don't. And I, I would say that that was one of the main complaints about like the next gen was every episode was uh, you know saved by Technobabble. Yeah. Michael Yeah. Yeah, you want to leave something to the imagination so, you know, fans could expand and build their own universe kind of around what they've already built. I would I would agree with that. Um I would say that the reason the reason I prefer the original series to a lot of what came later was the original series very often felt more character driven, whereas next gen a lot of those felt very plot driven. And um Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and I would I would say I hope they I would hope, and this is just me being a, a bigger TOS fan. I would hope they go back to more of the original series feel. Well, I do hope that bringing Myers in, they do address one thing. What's that? I want to know what happened to that freaking probe in the uh, voyage home. Here's a probe <laughs> that's going to absolutely devastate the Earth, and the thing goes okay. We brought the whales in, it talks to it, and the probe turns around and leaves. Nobody bothered to follow that thing back to where it came from? Well, That's one know, of the unanswered last, questions of Star Trek. What happened? Last time, I, 
Well, hold on, because the last time I had somebody just come up and punch me for no reason and walk away, I didn't follow them out of the room and find out what was going on. <laughs> okay, you got a point there. Yeah, I was just glad to see them leave, you know, and then stuff the tampon in my nose. But, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But I well, think what, it's one of the beautiful things about Star Trek right now is, like, there's so many storylines that they could both, you know, call back to as, you know... Anything from Q to the Borg, any unknown voyage in the probe, like all that stuff could, you know, be touched upon again at some point, which I think would be a beautiful thing for them to actually do. What's the era? Could very well be. What's the era they're going to go with? That's what I'm worried about. I, I would I, like to see something in a, uh, a post uh, a post Dominion War kind of era. The future, the future of Star Trek that we haven't seen yet. I don't want to go back in time anymore. We've we've been back there already. I want to see where things are moving to now. You know. Yeah, yeah. Marco. In we we've Paul and Roy and I have discussed this, but since this is your first time on, go ahead. Give us your ideal Star Trek series that they're going to come up with. Uh, an ideal Star Trek series for me would probably have more of a that new Netflix kind of feel for the Netflix series that are coming out. I would love to see something mm-hmm. that has something kind of um, almost realistic and kind of gritty. Maybe I would love to see something set in the Dominion kind of war. Um, but I would also love to see also just calling back just you know, just going to new worlds and new stuff, which is what they say for every single one. Um Right, but I, I really want to see more with just uh, you know with the actual Federation. Oh. Like uh, they usually take us away. You know, Voyager took us to you know the Delta the Delta Quadrant. You know, we didn't really get much there. Enterprise, you know, was in the past, and I kind of want to see like you know where what happened where you know uh, the Next Generation and DS Nine has left off. Okay, so you you would be just after the next generation. You want to see what's going on there? Yeah, I want to see. I want to see what what happened to all the, all those guys. You know, Cisco, yeah. Worf, all the. I want to. I want to know what goes on there. I, I have two directions I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the uh, just prior to the motion picture. Okay. Uh, just prior to when they start doing the refits, see that area. Also with the uh, David Mack uh, book series, his. Uh, the trilogy that he kicked off where the Borg are finally wiped away. I don't know this one. Uh, it's the Typhon. Typhon Pack, Typhon Pack series. It okay. is an incredibly good series. The Borg are gone. But here's the problem. The Borg have decimated the Alpha Quadrant in such a way that planets have been wiped clean. Other, Just think of the Alpha Quadrant, how big it was in TNG, mm-hmm. in Voyager and Deep Space Nine. Now decimated in size and structure, and so it really took the Federation down a peg. Is really huge. It took down a lot. You've got refugees, people moving in on other planets because they don't have a planet anymore. Uh, you've got the uh, for a while there was the Andorians. They pulled out of the Federation. That one of the founding okay. members of the Federation left. They're back in the book series, but they're falling apart. They're back, but there's here's this, this area where everything is just brand new. They basically gave themselves a clean slate without a reboot. That's kind of interesting. That I'm gonna have to. That was the Typh- Typhon Pact. It's uh, David Mack. David Mack. Okay. M A C K. 
he starts it off with three books. And Paul, what what time frame does this happen in? It's uh, TNG. It Next Generation. Okay. It start. The, you're gonna love it. The three main captains for it are Picard, Riker, and Dax. Okay. I'm gonna have to check that one out. Yeah. Um, hey, did, really it, good. yeah. Did you guys ever see? There was a cartoon series that. Uh, CBS almost did yeah, in the mid two thousands. Did you guys ever check that out? I saw the pictures of the guy with the black uniform. Yeah, I saw the test oh, art. A cartoon series? I haven't even heard of this. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to. I'll put it in the show notes when I find it. I believe it was just gonna be called Star Trek: The Final Frontier, and it was gonna be in a future where the Federation had been <clears throat> had become security driven. It had become insular. That would be yours. Co-host. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's not even the co. That was Deborah letting me know that somebody's about to hit the front door, so I'm going to have about wild, five to have wild barking dogs when that happens. So oh, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. So, anyways, it was I believe it was called the Final Frontier, and what it took place in the future where the Federation had become militaristic, um, and I believe the Vulcans and the Vulcan basically it was just Earth was left in the Federation, and there was like, it was almost like a mirror-mirror kind of setup because there was a political officer on this ship who, like, made sure that the laws were followed. So it was almost like a Politburo person was on the ship with them. And then they find a, the Yamato or one of the old Galaxy-class ships, and it was them trying to bring back the old values of the Federation to the modern Federation. I just sent a link to you. Oh, okay, perfect. I'll put that in the notes. Um, and you all of you guys who are on this podcast got the link now. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. So let's see here. So Marco, what did you think about the, um, about the producers? Were you, you, you were optimistic. Do you think they're stacking it with names or do you think that Uh, those are all legit? Well, when it comes to Roddenberry, I think that's kind of just a name stack. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if you throw some money as a producer into it, that's all the better. Um, but when it, um, now Myers is a producer, is he directing? What he's writing or he's producing? Right? Well, they hired him as a producer, but he he could end up. He's primarily being, a writer. Yeah, I was going to say he's probably going to end up in a writing position because that's really what you would bring him in for. Um, and the uh, um, oh Fuller, when they brought him in, I thought that was already a pretty awesome thing because people were so skeptical of Kurtzman being put in on the show. Well, Kurtzman Orky. They're so busy with all these other huge shows that are on TV right now, like Limitless and others. Uh, they've got the magic touch, and what people forget is that Orts, Kurtzman, Orky, they were the uh, money behind J.J. Abrams. And they were also the, the writing behind J.J. Abrams, too, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. They were the primary writers for his movies. Which is what everybody forgets, is that these guys... They have a vested interest in it. They've been involved with it. So discounting them can't do that. These guys are actually yeah. now, have an interest. Now, Orsi has nothing to do with the new series, though, right? Uh, he says no, but it's part of his company, so you know he's going to be walking down the hall going, hey, I got an idea, or what you doing? I got you. Okay. <laughs> Well, that kind of covers the uh, the part about the production. So um, let's go ahead and wrap this one up, and then we will. And Marcos, this is your first time, so I'm going to give you a quick rundown. 
All we right. do 15, 20 minute bits. We record them back to back, and then I release them every day throughout the week. Okay. <sighs> Sounds good. So, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and we'll do a quick sign off. And uh, I'm getting over bronchitis right now, so I'm going to be coughing and sniffing a little bit. Sorry about that, everybody. But, um, Roy, if people want to find you on the interwebs, where can they look you up? Uh, Shadowhawk1 at DeviantArt.com. All right. Paul, if people want to look you up, where can they find you? DDSmith at DeviantArt.com. And Marco? You can find me at iSinGaming uh, all over the internet, YouTube, Twitter, all over. Yeah, oh, sorry. Thank you guys for joining Geekish Cast. You can find us on the web at geekishcast.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And I tweet from at the geekishcast. So long, everybody.